Running sales, promotions, and discounts is something almost every store does. And there's no promotions app more advanced than bold discounts. It's the easiest way to set up and automate a sale without coupon codes. Think of bold discounts as your store's advanced sale engine. The amount of flexibility in this thing is wild. Listen to this. You can choose whether or not coupon codes are allowed during a sale. It supports smart deal stacking. Let's say you've got overlapping promotions. The app will automatically choose the best offer between the two. And I love that you can add custom HTML to products on sale. So this is great for easily and automatically adding wording to your products like clearance sale, all sales final, etc. They've even added new sales icons and countdown timers. So now if you're running a store-wide sale, you can add their countdown timer in your header, homepage, wherever you want. No coding needed. And that's just scratching the surface of stuff it could do. So if you're looking for a way to automate sophisticated sales in your Shopify store, maybe for flash sales or upcoming holidays, Bold Discounts will get you up and running within seconds. And as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their discounts app free for two months. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com slash bold, and you'll be able to install it from there. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, makers of SEO Meta Manager, have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Estelle's to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search order lookup in the App Store. On this episode of the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we have a torrent of information, a firehose of valuable tips and insights from the industry's top talent for you, my friend. So here's what I did. I posed the same question to a number of clever e-commerce industry friends who recorded their answers, and then I dumped it on Paul, who edited that together into one fabulously valuable episode. What's the most important thing we learned in 2020? That's the question I asked folks like Andrew Udarian from eCommerce Fuel, Ezra Firestone from Zipify, and Steve Chow from My Wife Quit Her Job, plus some other folks, including a very special guest, but we'll get to that. Now, 2020 was generally a dumpster fire. I think we can all agree on that. But 2021 is just weeks away. So I also asked another important question. Hey, what's your top tip for growing an e-com business in 2021? So what did we learn and where are we going? That's what this episode is all about. So buckle up. You are about to drink from a fire hose of valuable tips and insights from the industry's top talent. And to start us off is a very special guest, an entrepreneur, lawyer, Canadian, and the president of Shopify, Harley Finkelstein. Take it away, Harley. First and foremost, we learned that there are two types of retailers. There are retailers that saw this tidal wave and... They grabbed their towel and ran for the shore. And there were others that saw the tidal wave and grabbed a surfboard. And the ones that ran for the shore, um, they were resistant. They were waiting for all of this to pass and go back to, I guess, an old version of, of retail. Whereas the ones that grabbed their surfboards, the resilient ones, 
They adapted. They changed their business models. They threw out every past assumption, rethought, how can we create value for our customers? And the resilient ones, they have not only survived COVID, but in many cases will come out on the other side of COVID thriving with a brand new business, with new revenue opportunities. And I think it'll be obvious after uh, after COVID is done, after the pandemic is over, who is on which side. Well, first of all, retail is everywhere. The future of retail is not online or offline or on TikTok or Instagram or on walmart.com or even a marketplace like Amazon. The future of retail is wherever consumers want to buy. And so I think the retailers that are going to be and are already quite successful, they have deep empathy and a deep understanding for what their customers want, where they like to shop, how they like to shop. And the retailers and brands of the future that will be successful will understand that and they'll make sure they sell wherever those customers are. The other big thing that's really been apparent this holiday season in particular is this idea of, of conscious consumerism, that consumers are now voting with their wallets to support independent brands whose values reflect their own. They don't just want to buy a pair of shoes. They want to buy a pair of shoes from a brand who they believe in, who they want to see exist and, and, and grow in the world. And I do not think that conscious consumerism is just going to be a 2020 thing. I think it's a new way to shop. And is it is very different than an old paradigm around, frankly, discounting um, at all costs. I think consumers are becoming a lot more selective about who they buy from. Um, and they, they look at that purchase as a vote for that brand, that product, that small business to exist in the world. What's going on, Internet? Eric Bandelt here, founder of Beard Brand. And, you know, what's the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020? Well, I mean, I think it's really the importance of e-commerce on the industry and society as a whole. You see a huge shift in consumers' behavior away from traditional bricks and mortar because of the pandemic and the lockdowns and wanting to be socially distant from people, nothing is better than e-commerce for that solution. So the ability for e-commerce retailers to be able to serve those customers, to come up with creative solutions, both traditionally from old school bricks and mortars to uh, new age direct to consumers, I would imagine have all benefited from consumers being more comfortable getting things brought to them rather than going out and bringing them in. I think this trend is going to continue into the future and uh, it's really shifting from uh, old habits to new habits. So 2020 was definitely an eventful year and I think for e-commerce people, it's been a great year because we've been able to uh, bring products to our customers' homes rather than require them to come to us. And the question is, what is my tip for 2021 to be able to grow your e-commerce business? I think the answer to this, uh, you can really see, uh, literally if you're watching this video, if you're not watching the video, uh, I did a video of this and that's the solution. You guys got to learn how to do video. It gives you a great opportunity to be able to tell your brand story, your product story, to be able to connect with your viewers on a more real level. You don't have to do it in a way that is highly produced and spending tens of thousands of dollars for production, grab your cell phone, turn it on, start recording, and start connecting with your brand, your audience. Now, I believe you can do this organically through channels like YouTube, but also paid advertising is a great opportunity in terms of advertising on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, shoot, 
think even people are doing TikTok. Is that video? You damn right it's video. So if you haven't yet started investing in video yet to be able to get your brand out there, you are going to be behind the brands who have figured it out or are getting better every year. Go ahead, grab a camera, learn how to edit, get Premiere, and you are going to be elevating your marketing game in 2021. Hi, I'm Marnie Konsky, founder and CEO of Thigh Society, and my top tip for growing your e-commerce business in 2021 is to really focus on telling your brand story in an authentic way to your customers. And doing this is nothing new for 2021, but why it's especially important coming into the new year is because the e-commerce landscape became even more cluttered in 2020 with so many big brands moving their businesses online due to the pandemic. But the one superpower that small businesses have that those big brands don't is the authenticity and ability to tell your founder's story and to tell the story of why you came up with your product or service. So I think it's going to be more important than ever to have an authentic story to communicate to your customers and potential customers in 2021. And I think there's a lot of ways you can do that. Um, thinking about email first when you have new subscribers who sign up to, to your newsletter and you have a welcome flow maybe rather than selling them right away on the product or the benefits of your product, spend a little bit of time talking about your founder story and why you created your product. And then in later flows, you can talk about how the product is made and you can share some information about how the product goes from you know, concept all the way through to finished product and then shipped to the customer's door. I think storytelling like that is something that will always resonate with potential customers regardless of year, but it's more important than ever. And you don't necessarily need to have a big budget to tell your brand story. So everyone's at home. Um, everyone who has an iPhone right now is able to create content and you being able to share your founder story, even on your social media, um, if you split it up into different posts. Um, to tell maybe a, a segmented story over a, a week or a period of a couple of days um, isn't isn't difficult to do. And even with pictures of yourself that you're taking at home, again, lends that uh, authenticity to yourself and your brand. Another thing you can focus on is getting to be a podcast guest. So a lot of podcast hosts are often looking for really interesting founder stories um, and are always looking to feature founders and their and their products. So have a look out there at what podcasts um, you listen to um, or podcasts that your customers, potential customers might be listening to and see if you can become a guest on some of those podcasts. Um, try to figure out uh, what publications your customers might be reading and maybe there's an opportunity to write uh, to submit a thought leadership piece or um, something that that uh, might have a good chance of getting published and telling your story. So ultimately, it's really about um, being yourself. It's not necessarily about having the huge budget that some of these big brands have, because at the end of the day, being you and being a small business is your superpower. So do your best to tell that story to your customers. Um, give them um, the stories they want about why and how you started this business. And I think ultimately that will lead to uh, some really strong customer loyalty over time, well beyond 2021. Yo, Ezra Firestone here from Zipify Apps, Smart Marketer and Boom by Cindy Joseph on behalf of Kurt Tech Nasty Elster from the unofficial Shopify podcast. And uh, he's asked me, what's the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020? And we learned some shit 
in e-commerce in 2020. And I'll tell you what, we learned a lot of things, but the first thing we learned is that supply chain is not as stable as you might think. And if you're running lean and mean, if you're running and gunning, clanging and banging and running on like two, three months inventory, you're going to need to triple or quadruple that. You really need a more robust supply chain than you thought. You need redundancy of suppliers. You need, uh, you know, supply chain has become so much more important now that we've seen that you know, hey, the global supply chain isn't as stable as maybe we once thought it was. So we learned a lot about supply chain infrastructure and the importance of that. Um, We also learned about the willingness for people to adopt technology and e-commerce. We learned that e-commerce is here to stay. We already knew that, but like we really got to see through this pandemic, how many people are going to adopt e-commerce and not go back to um, traditional retail. I think e-commerce has grown uh, for the better. And so what that means is you as brands are going to have to get better at telling stories. You're going to have to get better at amplifying content. You're going to have to get better at doing the things that differentiate you from Amazon. You're not going to be able to compete on price if you're not an Amazon merchant, right? Amazon's just going to uh, lose money and pay for it with AWS. And so you need to be able to compete on content, on story, on mission, on purpose. So, um, you know, step up your paid amplification game. And then for growing your brand, uh, the next question that, that Kurt had was, what's your top tip for growing e-commerce businesses in 2021? Um, and I think, you know, listen, the basics win ball games, And it has been the same story. I've been doing this now since 2005. I've been an e-commerce merchant since 2005. Um, you know, in the last four years, I've sold over $100 million of my own product with no funding, no v- not VC back, no debt uh, in my brand. Boom by Cindy Joseph. I'll do about $30 million a year. Um, I'll do $30 million this year in that one brand. Um, so I've been doing this and I, I know the game and um, I've been rocking the same strategy from day one, which is three pillars. Number one, have an incredibly good product. It doesn't have to be unique. It could be the same electric toothbrush. It could be the same category as another product, like Quip is an electric toothbrush. Same thing as Sonicare, but they're killing it because they have a great product. So number one, always focusing on product, innovating, making your products better, listening to customer feedback, reformulating, recreating, launching version two, version three, version four. Always make your product better. Number two, support, right? So, So product number one, If you don't have a good product, get out of town. Support number two, if you've got terrible support, you're never going to achieve repeat business. So you really got to up-level your support game to use the parlance of our time, to use the lingo that the kids in the entrepreneurial game are using today. Up-level. You really need high-quality, fast phone, live chat, and email support. And you need to take care of people in a good way, in a positive way. And then third, run ads. Spend spend at least 30%, well, let's say at least 20% of your top line revenue number on paid amplification. So if you make a million dollars in 2020, spend 200,000 at a minimum in 2021 buying visibility for your brand. That's a million in revenue, not profit. So you need to invest more in paid ads than you think you should. So you need to send three to four times the amount of emails that you think you should. You need to produce more content than you think you should. You need to optimize your sales funnels. Like you got to just do good old fashioned direct response marketing, the fundamentals, build out your sales funnel, create high quality, engaging content, amplify it, put it in front of your audience, follow up with those folks with sales and promotional ads and emails. Just do the damn thing and keep on clanging and banging and don't quit before the miracle. Really just keep going. Keep at it. Consistency wins the game. So fundamentals and consistency are what it's about in 2021. My name is Ezra Firestone. You can find me on Instagram at Ezra Firestone. Hope you've enjoyed this and catch up with you soon. Hi, I'm Alana Davis. I work with e-commerce shops to remove friction from the buying process. 
I rescue Shopify websites, making them more effective in attracting more visitors, providing better SEO, and increasing conversion rates at a fraction of the cost of a full redesign. If 2020 has taught us nothing else in e-commerce, it's the fact that we must be intentionally inclusive. Inclusive in the words we use, inclusive in where we shop, inclusive of our customers. After months of protest and political unrest in the U.S., I noticed something that really warms my heart. More people began to change their shopping habits. Buying from Black-owned businesses became much more prominent this year than I had ever noticed before. Many people are finally seeing the world differently or realizing that there is more that they can do to fight injustices. They're opening up their wallets or are asking how else they can help. And we've seen a spotlight shining on Black-owned businesses and consumers seek out products made and or sold by Black, Indigenous, and people of color e-commerce stores. But there's a fine line, though, between being genuinely inclusive and paying lip service to the cause. Working with, including, and learning from people from a range of perspectives can also capture a greater market share if done right. And the beautiful thing about 2020, once you get past all this chaos, is that more people are trying to be more inclusive. Now, don't try to be everything to everyone, but you can make small tweaks that are much easier than you think. As you plan for 2021, consider the following when looking to grow your e-commerce business by being more inclusive. From a technical perspective, alt text is not an opportunity to keyword stuff. Instead, when writing alt text for your images, imagine that you're describing the picture to a person over the phone. Use a minimum of 16 pixel font for paragraph text. And for that matter, use relative units like REM or EM instead of pixels. Using high contrast between font colors and background colors also ensures that, for example, a customer can read the product details when they're looking at your site from their phone on a sunny day. From a branding perspective, when applicable, go beyond those gender norms and expand beyond men or women categories. Consider options for gender nonconforming by offering products that are unisex. You can also allow shoppers to use their native language, making them feel more welcomed and providing a more meaningful experience. Use models from a variety of age groups, races, ethnicities, and include disabilities from your photography. And then add culturally specific products to your product catalog, such as food, clothing, care products, and more. The needs vary from group to group, but in one way, they are very similar. There is a lack of recognition that there is more than one type of shopper or that they each have specific needs. Account for a variety of age groups, races, ethnicities, and include disabilities. It's very hard to define every way in which inclusivity is needed in e-commerce and all the ways that we could or should evolve to meet the needs of, of a consumer base. Be authentic, though. Not all shoppers are looking to get the same things, but you must be genuine. Add one idea on how to be more inclusive in your next design meeting or marketing campaign and take steps today to build a more inclusive world. What is the most important thing that we learned in e-commerce in 2020? Well, Kurt, I'm going to keep this short. It's that running an Amazon-only business is very fragile. During COVID-19, Amazon basically stopped a bunch of sellers from shipping goods into their warehouses for a period of months. And as a result, if you ran out of stock, 
and you didn't have a shipping and fulfillment backup plan in place, you were basically out of luck and sales basically plummeted during those months. Now, the fact that a single entity has the ability to put you out of business is yet another sign that you need to own your own website and learn how to drive your own traffic to diversify your sales. Now, Shopify actually did something pretty scary as well. I had a friend who was selling hand sanitizer in his shop, and I believe that he always sold hand sanitizer, and he wasn't trying to gouge anyone on price, but Shopify basically did not allow him to sell hand sanitizer on his website unless he lowered his price. Now, this kind of platform control is just a little bit scary to me. So own as much as you can about your business. Now, the other thing that we learned is that you don't really control your audiences that you have on social media and search. And so during COVID, both Facebook and Google prevented many ads from being shown for legitimate products. And the organic reach of Facebook and Instagram continues to plummet every single year. So as a result, everyone in 2021 should be focusing their efforts on marketing mediums that they truly own. Now, these owned marketing mediums include email, SMS, push notifications, and to a partial extent, Facebook Messenger marketing. Now, most businesses out there are already using email, but SMS is still the wild, wild west, and it works incredibly well. You might not think that people want marketing messages in their text message inbox, but it actually works extremely well. And so my advice to anyone for 2021 and beyond is to always keep an open mind when it comes to marketing and sales and try to own as much of your audience as you can. All right, so I'm Nick DeSabato. I run a design consultancy called Draft. You can take a look at draft.nu. Uh, the most important thing I learned in e-commerce in 2020 is that basically nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that, I mean, there's kind of the doom and gloom side of it. There's the obvious pandemic, creeping fascism, so on and so forth. I think really the value bit is resiliency, durability, stability, right? You need to be able to create a business that can weather odd economic conditions, fluctuations in market demand, uh, and varying customer needs. We saw this happen a great deal. You know, once the pandemic broke out, people started putting banners in place that said whether they were shipping on time or not and what to be expecting. And that, from a CRO standpoint, helps reduce objections and make people feel more comfortable purchasing from you. A lot of clients uh, started putting together payment plans, installment plans using like a firm or Zezzle or whatever have you. And those ended up performing really well because people were in uncertain economic prospects or they were just afraid. Like they might have had a job, but they might have been working from home all of a sudden. They were afraid. Um, this was their first pandemic. It didn't make any sense for them. So they were trying to understand how to be spending and how to be acting in the world. And um, the businesses that thrived a lot of them changed their product offerings. So if they were in apparel, they started making masks. Makes sense. And then they sold a zillion masks. And the people who did that faster and more nimbly, they ended up faring a lot better. I think that if you let go of your preconceived notions of what your business is and gain a more open mind about how to be moving forward in the future, you're more likely to weather weird economic fluctuations. And yeah, you might be flitting from weird disaster or crisis to another crisis, but it beats dying. <laughs> and I think that's a huge lesson that we could have in 2020. And, uh, you know, I don't think that there's going to be a crisis mode going forward in 2021, but there's 
definitely going to be something that happens to you in the world. And you want to be running this business, hopefully for a long time and making money out of it. And survival has been the name of the game this year. Thriving is good. I think it's high risk to think that can be short term and uh, potentially really harmful for you and for your business. So really, it was a lot of mindset things. It was a lot of very high level how am I going to be about my business? How am I going to approach risk? How am I going to approach reward? How am I going to meet my customers' very shifting and fluid needs? And how am I going to listen to them, right? So that's it for 2020 prediction, uh, 2020 stuff, 2021 predictions. What is your top tip for growing an e-commerce business in 2021? Um, I think that a lot of people have short-term thinking in general with their businesses. They want to make a quick buck or they want to find an like, outsized viral success. Uh, the problem with that is that everyone else is thinking the exact same thing you are. And so my top tip is to zag while everybody else is zigging, right? Think more about long-term success. Think more about survival over the next couple of years and do what it takes to survive over the next couple of years, right? Why does longer-term thinking make sense for e-commerce? Um, it reduces your need to take on outsized amounts of risk in order to get outsized amounts of short-term reward. It means you're going to do low-risk, comparatively boring-seeming things. Um, but you're also just going to be making a good product and selling it to your customers and doing what you can to do well by them. Um, there's enough overhead to be thinking about in the business in terms of automating your store, in terms of uh, running a decent marketing playbook at all, in terms of you know your own sanity with current events and everything. I think that for me, with Draft, all I've done is stay the course. And I've done everything that I can do to try and stay the course. And whatever you can do to put your mindset in more of an abundance mindset going forward so that you can think about the long-term health, stability, and, and survival of your business. I think that's probably the most valuable thing you can possibly do. And I know that's not really tactics necessarily, but you said, what's your top tip? That's one tip, is think for the long-term, right? What does it look like being in the long-term? Well, probably you're going to be being uh, staying online. Probably you're going to be communicating with customers who are increasingly afraid about an uncertain world. And beyond that, it's your playbook. That's it. So those are my tips. Uh, I'm Nick DeSabato. Again, you can take a look at my work at draft.nu. And uh, thank you, Kurt, for the opportunity to do this. Appreciate it. Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Talk to him. Hey, everyone. Austin Bronner of BrandGrowthExperts.com. 
and host of the e-commerce influence podcast. I want to answer this question for Kurt. What is your top tip for growing an e-commerce business in 2021? My top tip, if you're an e-commerce business owner, is to do less, but do it better. Now, the returns for marketing in our industry and in pretty much any industry consolidate to the top like 1% to 3% of marketers on a platform. Now, if you're looking to grow your business and you're looking to have success and you maybe right now you have some limited success with a specific channel. Now, if that channel is paid social, maybe Facebook and Instagram or it's Google advertising, you haven't if you're not in the top 1 to 3% of best advertisers, you are leaving a lot on the table. And so my top tip is to focus on what you're doing, do less, but do it better. So you can get yourself into, for example, in SEO, the top, top one or two uh, listings. Uh, if you're doing Google ads and doing Google shopping ads, make sure you're the best. Uh, Facebook advertising, make sure you're doing it at in the top 1%. If your market is big enough and you are competing at the highest levels, the returns will consolidate to you and you don't need to be involved in all the channels. You can have the success you're looking for by being the best, doing less but better and really, really doubling down and focusing on becoming the best version of your own company and not getting scattered and pulled in different directions by all the hot new items out there. So that's my top tip. Hope you guys get some value out of that. What is the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020? Now, the thing that comes up for me is to beware of the big paid social platforms and over-indexing. Now, this year, there's been a ton of volatility on Facebook and Instagram, on the advertising platforms, and that has led to some challenging times for clients and for e-commerce business owners who have been over-indexed in paid social. Now, that can be avoided, and um, that can be avoided by focusing on some of your owned marketing channels and lifecycle marketing. That means having really strong email marketing, SMS marketing, uh, building in a subscription component to your business if you've got a replenishable type of product. Uh, all things that you can do to under-index you or, or reduce your over-reliance on paid social. And if you have expectations of something remaining the same day in and day out that you don't have control over, well, that is that can lead to some really challenging times. And, um, you know, we saw this in really like April, May, June, when there was a huge boost in the CPAs, um, and the cost to advertise on Facebook and Instagram dropped tremendously. There was a lot of um, a lot of my clients, a lot of people I worked with, who went in and made a lot of money driving sales on Facebook and Instagram. And then just months later, 
it turned around and it was so expensive. And if you're, if you have expectations that something's going to continue forever, you can hire, you can increase your expenses, you can do things that make it challenging for your business to succeed if those conditions change. So uh, that's my that's, that's the most important thing I think we learned in e-commerce was that we don't have control over channels out of your control, like Facebook and Instagram or Google. Uh, so take care of the stuff that you can control all your own channels make sure you're maximizing that and uh, and don't over index yourself and hope that's helpful hey val geisler here from fix my churn so kurt asked what is the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020 and oh boy uh so much but in the world of email we learned that you have to get personal. And personalization is not just adding a first name. It is not just segmenting by purchased or not purchased or suggesting items based on what's in their cart. But it's truly talking to people like people. It's having real members of your team show up in emails. It's writing more than showing pictures uh, in some cases. It's integrating those text-based campaigns with your HTML campaigns. That is how you stand out in the inbox when it is already so full from a year that e-commerce took off and it's not going anywhere. The more that you can get personal with your customers, the more you connect. So when I talk about that, I mean, putting, you know, if Lori is on your team, Lori from your brand name and and as the from sender and uh, saying hello, writing emails like you're writing to a friend, um, trying things out in email. So if you've always sent HTML campaigns, maybe you send a text-based campaign with inline links. Um, especially when you have a new launch or something that's really important and you want to get people's attention. We all pay attention to different things in different ways. And when there's a lot of noise of really graphic-based, busy emails in our inbox, it can just feel like a lot of noise. So change it up, get personal, write emails like you're telling a friend about your product and see how that changes things. Now, for growing an e-commerce business in 2021, we need more of that. We need more getting personal. We need more focus on people in general. And so sometimes that means your customers. Sometimes that means you and your team. You got to take care of each other. We have to recognize that our customers are on all different kinds of journeys and coming from different places. So yes, we need to segment our email lists. We need to acknowledge their past experience with us as a brand and speak to that. So if it they used to make purchases all the time and they haven't made one in a long time, talk to them like people, what's going on in their lives? Um, how can you help? What can you do that would make an impact for them? Make it about them, not about you. Same with your team. What do they need to be most successful? Again, you have to make it about them, not about you. 
And then when it comes to you as the brand operator, you have to look at yourself. What do you need? Now what do other people need? What do you most need to be successful? That might be some time to yourself. That might be a mastermind group. That might be more connection with your customers. There's all kinds of ways that you might need different things to be successful, but it's about that human element. Let's bring more of that into e-commerce in 2021 for our customers, for our teams, and for ourselves. Hey, a big congratulations on making it through or almost making it through uh, quite the doozy of a year. Um, I appreciate Kurt having me, me on for this. Uh, first question, what is the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020? I would have to say, I gave this a little thought. And the theme that emerged to me is it's really hard to predict the future. I think we all like to think that we can, you know, read the paper and look at reports and we have a sense of what's coming. But, and it's easy in retrospect, looking back at 2020 to say like, oh, this was the year of e-commerce. Of course, pandemic, everyone's going to buy online. And I'm sure there are some, some, some real sharp people out there who saw this coming earlier. But if you think back to when stuff got real back in, in March, uh, when the NBA canceled the season, and there was two or three weeks of just kind of pure chaos and a ton of fear and uncertainty, I don't think anyone knew how this was going to shake out. Uh, you know, a lot of people that I know, a lot of store owners were incredibly worried. Store owners that are now... Some of them are up two, three, four hundred percent year over year. And so I think that's, you know, same thing with investments. Like if you look at the stock market, <laughs> what's happened, like people would have never predicted that. So bottom line, I think you can apply this to e-commerce, but business in general, you don't know, you can't predict the future. So uh, be prepared to take advantage of opportunities when they come and also be prepared to weather storms when they come because it's really hard to predict the future. Second one, what's your top tip for growing an e-commerce business in 2021? Mine would be figure out what your unique marketing advantage is and just double, triple, quadruple down on that. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are still using Facebook and Google ads and, you know, seeing two, maybe three extra trying to ad spend if they're lucky, uh, you know, having to refresh their creative every 15 to 30 days, which works, but you're not building an asset. It's, you know, it kind of can get wearing uh, and it's, you know, there's nothing, a lot of times there's not really any advantage in that. Uh, and, but if you can find something where, I mean, I know store owners that have six-figure email lists, get 20% click-through rates. That's right, click-through rate, not open rate, click-through rate, 50% uh, open rates because their emails are so good. And that's what they focus on. And they're incredibly good at that. And maybe they supplement with a little bit here and there, but that's that's where they pour a lot of their focus and marketing energy because that's what they do well. Uh, or other companies maybe that perhaps have a really, really incredible, you know, influencer marketing program. Uh, or maybe you are really good at Facebook ads. Maybe you just, uh, that's what you go deep on. You, you have it in-house. You know it better than 99% of people and you understand copy and ad, uh, you know, and ad creative. Whatever it is, I think there's a, a, a temptation to be on too many different platforms, to be chasing too many different marketing strategies and do, you know, do, do and you end up doing too few of them well. So, um it's great to have a diversified marketing platform, but what I'd rather have is one that does really, really well, even if there's a little more channel risk there, uh, and then maybe I have some level of, of ownership over, ideally, than to try to have three or four that are kind of doing subpar. So those are my tips. Hope you have a wonderful 2021. And yeah, Kurt, thanks again. This was fun. So the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020 was that Everything and anything can change at any time and that 
e-commerce merchants are really good at rolling with the punches and that people are very fast to pivot in impossible situations. We saw resilience in 2020 that we've never seen before from small businesses. We saw flower shops and and florists go online. We we've saw we saw wine shops go on. We saw we've seen all types of stores transition from a totally brick and mortar presence to a e-commerce first presence. And there's really something magical to that. The fact that it's even a possibility, A, and, and B, the fact that so many people were like, yes, I'm going to go all in on this right now and I'm gonna pivot. And it really harkens to the concept that Shopify speaks of, of of arming the rebels. Because I would say 10, 15 years ago, so a lot of what happened, A, there was no infrastructure for, and, and, and B, folks just wouldn't have done it. So I don't know if, if the most important thing we learned in e-commerce in 2020 was resilience or just the absolute guts and courage that it takes to be a merchant, or we are reminded of that, and how hard it is to be a small business and to run an effective small business. But uh, to me, that was the most important thing that we learned. Uh, also, we as an ecosystem need to have better shipping infrastructure and 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 really meet customers where they need to be and really over communicate for customer service, especially in a time that is so uncertain. Okay, Kurt, this isn't going to come as that big of a surprise, but my top tip for growing an e-commerce business in 2021 is to double down, triple down on SEO. And if you haven't done SEO at all, you haven't optimized your store at all, now is absolutely the time. Discoverability is key. The more traffic you can get to your store, the better, period. And so really going in and finessing what you're doing and making sure you're taking the right steps, discovering the right keywords, researching your competitors, implementing good copy, writing strong titles and strong meta descriptions, writing blogs, writing great product descriptions pages, all, all of these things. And I know I missed, I, I missed I missed out on some things. Oh, writing alt text, having alt text with every image on your store. These things are non-negotiable coming into 2021. They were non-negotiable this past year, in my opinion. But if there's one thing that I will tell you, you absolutely have to do point blank period is go all in on SEO in 2021. You will not regret it. The most important thing we, we learned in 2021 is it's okay to ask for help. Agencies and merchants alike have had to really rely on each other for support in 2020, and the community has risen to that. It's an incredible ecosystem of experts and entrepreneurs who are all in it together. Our top tip for growing an e-commerce business in 2021 is design for mobile first, always. Regardless of how impressive your site looks on desktop, if it turns into a jumbled mess the second your customer is on a mobile device, you're losing business. Outsource the things you aren't good at. Photography, design, development, content, all these things. 
Give yourself the space to focus on what you do best. It might be more upfront, but the return on investment will be immense. Hey, Kurt. Ben from Privy here. 2020 really showed us how freaking scary it is to depend on third-party channels where you don't actually own the direct relationship. Amazon, right? Lighting up competitive products that always went on price. TikTok, almost shutting down here in the US after brands have built up really large audiences. And Facebook and Instagram costs skyrocketing just to get in front of the same customers we usually do. Call it old fashioned, but the best brands build community and capture direct relationships that they own using email and text. And looking ahead to next year, I really feel 2021 is the year where brands will begin to understand the interplay between own channels like text and email. Right now, text is a shiny object, and no one's really sure how to use it. They'll get comfortable with the format and the differences in expectations that customers have for each of these channels. But most importantly, they'll understand how to effectively grow a single unified customer list that lets them communicate different messages through each channel. Oh, wow. I, I need to answer my own questions here. It would not be fair if I did not answer my own questions, put my own feet to the fire. So what did we learn in 2020? Well, echoing you know, a, a lot of the sentiment we just heard, we learned that you guys are the honey badgers of entrepreneurship. So back in March, when we were at peak anxiety and like genuine horror, that's when we saw you, my friends, my clients, my colleagues move into action like never before. You went full Bear grills on this problem and you improvised and adapted to overcome a global pandemic and become the lifeline that people needed, that we needed. So thank you for that, for rising to the challenge. But where are we going in 2021? What are we going to do? Well, I think we have an opportunity now. We've shown the world that e-commerce can be the new normal, that it became the new normal. We can exceed traditional retail. We can do better than the world as it was before the pandemic. So let's make e-commerce, let's make online shopping more accessible than ever before. I hope 2021 is the year we focus on fulfilling the promises of mobile commerce that we have been making for a decade. Let's make mobile commerce easier than ever before until it is the default choice. Let people pay for what they want, when they want, how they want on any device. Oh, that reminds me. Microwave, reorder cat litter. Okay, I'm, I'm heading out. Thank you for listening and thank you to our contributors. Thank you, Harley, Andrew, Ann, Austin, Ben, Eric, Ezra, Lana, Kelly, Marnie, Nick, Rianne, Steve, Val, and you, dear listener, for making the show possible. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. If you've ever updated your Shopify theme, you know how time-consuming it can be, especially if you have to migrate customizations like app installs or language edits. Fortunately, there's a better way. The folks at Out of the Sandbox built a tool that makes updating your theme faster and significantly easier. It's called the Theme Updater app. With it, you can update your Out of the Sandbox or Pixel Union theme with the click of a button without losing any of your old settings, customizations, or app installations. You'll get email notifications whenever a new version of your theme is available. And with the Pro Plan option, you can enjoy access to priority theme support, retain custom language edits, and view template customizations to accelerate your theme updates. Start updating your theme today. 
Go to outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial to see the theme updater in action. And best of all, if you purchase Flex or Turbo using the code KURT20, you'll save 20% and get a year of access to the theme updater absolutely free. That's right. Save 20% and get one year of updates and upgrades for free. That's code KURT20 for 20% off Flex or Turbo and one year free of the theme updater app. Never miss out on another theme update again. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.